What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Blunt Mag Tattoo Podcast. I'm your host, Louie, from Free Spirit Tattoo. And before we start, just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, badmojo.com.au. They're a family-run merchandise company, and they do things like t-shirts, stubby holders, key rings, all that sort of stuff. So if you need anything made, head on down to badmojo.com.au, put in the code BLUNTMAG10, and they're going to give you 10% off your first order. So that's awesome. This episode, we're joined by MJ Forrest from Corpus in Melbourne. MJ is the host of the True Love Tattoo Podcast, which is one of my personal favorites. So if you haven't already, go and check that out on Spotify or YouTube or however you get your podcasts. He's known for his super clean traditional tattoos, as well as doing a bunch of other stuff within the industry. In this chat, we talk about pretty much everything. So we talk heaps about his podcast. We talk about his move from the country to the big city um, and heaps more. So let's get into it. MJ Forrest from Corpus in Melbourne. Thank you so much for joining us, man. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, how you been, man? Fucking hell. Good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's a uh, long time coming since uh, since you first reached out about it. So I'm stoked we finally get to do it, man. Yeah, I actually, I didn't. I kind of didn't think you'd say yes. I wasn't. I wasn't sure because, like, out of all Why? of them, I'm, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You're like the podcast <laughs> king. I was like, shit, because I'm obviously a fan of a fan of your one, a huge fan of the um the um of your podcast which i want to talk heaps more about as we get it as we get you know through this one um but but before any of that um i I want to know more about you man like because throughout all your podcasts there's not there's not heaps of stuff about you which is which is what i really want to get into you know like like how did it all start you know how did how did you start was it always art that you're into as a kid what what's your story man (laughs) um I grew up in country New South Wales in a town called Leeton. I, yeah, I think I was always interested in art, um, but I went to uni to do photography and graphic design. So when I went there, I was getting tattooed, but I still wasn't super into tattoos, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't getting the tattoos that I get now. I was sort of just getting, you know, some Roman numerals or some song lyrics and that sort of stuff. And there was like three shops to choose from at the time. and. I was going into one and I met Dan Pollock um, and just going in there, they had heaps of like, um, oh, like awesome traditional flash on the wall and stuff like that, even though they didn't really tattoo traditional stuff, but just like, like adorn the walls in the shop and I started getting more interested in it. And then um, I think I was just getting tattooed by Dan one day and I asked him if, you know, anywhere was hiring or if he knew of anywhere hiring and he's like, oh, well, you can come in here on Saturdays and do all the, all the bitch jobs, you know, the, the shop, shop sort of a uh, manager jobs. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, absolutely. So I was, I was going in there on Saturdays and I was like a hundred dollars a day, which was epic for me. It was, it was a hundred dollars that I didn't have beforehand. And it was just so fun, you know, serving the customers, hanging out with Dan and just seeing what he was doing. And I got more and more interested in it as I was there. Um, and then eventually it sort of, I was still studying at uni. I think I was in my third year of uni and Dan offered me an apprenticeship and I thought it'd be crazy not to take it. By that point I was fully interested in it, but still of the sort of belief that I was going to graduate uni and go be a photographer somewhere. Um, so I started doing that. I was like doing that and like two bar jobs and studying full time. And then by the time I finished uni a year later, 
I was tattooing. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was sort of like a right place, right time kind of thing for me. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, so Dan Pollock from Conspiracy in Wagga, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so how far is Leighton from Wagga? We we travelling from there to, to Wagga every, you know, Oh, no, no, no. So, so, so like, I'd, I'd moved to Wagga for uni. Um, Leighton is about an hour and a half away, so still fairly close. Yeah, cool. And so so we'll, we'll talk a bit more about Conspiracy because I've actually, I went down there and I met um, Kyle, Kyle Pearson, and he was just <laughs> yeah. fucking the nicest guy ever. As soon as I get in there, I'm like, hey, man, I've just been, you know, just passing through, I wanted to check out your shop. And he's like, oh, dude, have a shirt. And I'm like, fuck. That's too nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's one yeah. coming your way soon. Like now, I've got to get shirts made and send one to it. <laughs> Dude, Kyle is one of my best friends in the whole world. He he uh, was the year above me at uni, um, and I was going to Europe for a holiday in 20, 2015, end of twenty fifteen. And Kyle was a friend of the shop. He was getting tattooed there a lot as well, um, and. Basically, someone had to scrub tubes while I was away. So I'm like, oh, what about Kyle? And Dan's like, yeah, all right. So Kyle came here and started doing the sad day shift, and then he never left when I when I came back. So, uh, and now, yeah, he's a. Um, I don't know if he's still technically an apprentice or not. He's been he's been tattooing for a couple of years now. So surely um, not. Surely not. I don't know. I, I I don't like Dan. Never really told me when I'd finished my apprenticeship either. So. I assume it would be the same. He just won't tell Kyle. <laughs> it's kind of like that in tattooing. Hey, like, cause, cause you know, we've, I've said this before. It's like, cause it's not a standardized industry. You don't know when you're an apprentice anymore. And, and you mentioned it on your podcast. It's kind of like, hang on, am I an apprentice or, or not? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah, I don't get a certificate. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You think you're going to be like sat down one day and like, you know, like, I don't know. They shake your hand and they like, they give you the nod, you know? And some people get that, but I didn't. <laughs> and I think maybe maybe it was for the best. Maybe, I don't know, I would have let my ego get the best of me or something if I sort of felt like, oh, I'm not an apprentice anymore or something. But I don't know. I wouldn't change it. But it was definitely fucking strange. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, for sure. Um, yeah, man, so you worked at you worked at Conspiracy for a bit, for a, for a long bit. And then um, and yeah. you've now moved to Corpus in Melbourne. Yeah, so I, when I first moved to Melbourne, it was the very end of, it was like last the last week of 2018, I think. Um, and I started working in St. Kilda first at a shop called Man's Ruin. Um, and I was there for about a year. And then, uh, yeah, moved to Corpus. And it's just been epic. Fucking awesome shop, it, Corpus. It's just unlike any shop I've worked in before. Dude, it's so much history. It's been around for well over a decade probably like 14 years I, I might have that wrong but it's like i think it's about 14 years old and so many epic tattooers so many tattooers that i love have like worked there at some point so it's uh it's cool to be a part of that yeah fuck yeah yeah i got i got tattooed by um by dan Dankett at one of the conventions oh no way yeah yeah so um this little oh fuck i don't even know if i can show you it's like a little tattoo machine thingy <laughs> yeah yeah that's sick yeah He's, he's fucking awesome. He's like one of my favorite dudes. I saw him and I'm like, how does this guy just not like fucking chockers? Like he, he just had like a little gap and I'm like, I'm in. Dude, it, it's like whenever I get a, a spare minute at work, I'll just like stand next to him, just like, le- like lean over him, just watching him tattoo. And it's like the most satisfying thing ever watching Dan tattoo. And his, his style's changed a fair bit 
um, between like the tattoo that you got and like what he's doing now. It's all like black, real all black and gray. It's just watching it. Yeah, it's just masterful watching him tattoo. So, and he's just so much fun to work with too. It's like I, I look forward to the the two days that he's there. Yeah, fuck yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, man, let's let's talk about your podcast. Let's let's get straight into that, man. I want to know like how how did that come about? Like how did how did you even come up with the thought and all that sort of stuff? Because like I said before, it, it it's like a massive sort of um you know inspiration for us to do this. You know, there's not uh-huh. there's not heaps of ways that you can that you can find out about tattoo artists that that you're fans of. Um, as opposed to like, you know, if yeah. it's a musician or, or a movie star or whatever, you can just Google them, hear their backstory, all that sort of stuff. But with tattoos, yeah, it's true, just nothing. Because it, it, it used to be like magazines. That would be the way that you'd sort of hear about tattooers and, and read about them and stuff. But it was mainly just photos of their work and, and not too much info about them. Um, the reason I started it, I started it before I moved to Melbourne, technically. I started working on it. And like conceiving the idea and the plan and what it's going to be about um and i i thought like the name true love you know just because it's tattooing is one of those things that you really have to love and dedicate yourself entirely to in order to get anywhere with it you know you can't sort of half-ass it so you got to really love it and i think that's true for most crafts as well but um, i wanted to sort of move to melbourne and have something to sort of put my name out there a bit because Melbourne is so competitive and it's so saturated with tattooers and not just saturated with tattooers, saturated with fucking negative tattooers. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm like from Wagga, like no one's really heard of my work. Uh, How am I going to sort of like get out there? And it's like, you know, if you, if you're comparing traditional tattooers, there's so many like far superior tattooers. And I'm like, I got to be able to try and sell the experience of getting tattooed by me as well as selling the tattoos. And hopefully that can be a point of difference because, you know, when you're just looking at people's work on Instagram, you're like, yeah, that's fucking sick. And you might get tattooed by them and they could be a total dick. And then that kind of taints the tattoo a bit when you're like, no, that was a negative experience. So I thought if people could almost sample what the experience of getting tattooed by me is like in terms of like just conversation and, an overall demeanor that might appeal to and then I, I figured a, a way to sort of generate exposure through doing that is by having a whole bunch of my friends on that are very successful tattooers and then by them posting about the podcast uh, to their audiences people would then find me as a result and it generated work for me it, and like <laughs> I'm so glad it paid off um, and and now like it's two years since I did it I only did 10 episodes only aired nine of them and like people still bring it up and and like uh yeah you got in touch about doing this podcast because of that podcast and stuff so i'm super grateful that i did do it and sort of um went out on a limb and and put myself out there because it's something that i I find a lot of people find kind of hard to do is really put themselves out there like that I just didn't really feel like I had much of a choice <laughs> if I wanted work. That's fucking awesome, man. That's so good to hear. Cause like the only reason I have any clients is not for the strength of my work. It's cause I can basically talk to them. <laughs> um, but- well, it's, it's, it's a huge factor, man. It's, it's huge. And it's like the reason that you get repeat business and all sorts of stuff. It's like, if people feel comfortable with you and not with other people, then they're going to go with you every time. And it's like, I've got a bunch of like good tattoos by people that were just kind of like, 
I don't know, dicks. And then I've got other tattoos that aren't great, but like the experience was so good. And you look at that and it's a reminder of like such a positive experience. And it's like, I'd take that any day of the week. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I mean, it's funny you say all that because like, I feel like I've, I feel like obviously this is my first time meeting you, but like, I feel like I'm mates with you and we've already had beers. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, it's big mixed up. Like, I didn't even want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that haunts me. Josh Shadaro oh, no. has created a monster. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it is. It's really good, and I think with social media, it, it gives a lot of that as well. Like you know, you really feel like you're you're mates with people that don't even know you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and 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 it's also a way of like forming friendships too. You know, having that back and forth with tattooers that live in another country or whatever, and you you chat all the time. If and if you ever do go over there that the ice is already broken and you can already be pals straight away because you've sort of had that that dialogue before you've even gone there you know which i think is really cool it's not like one of the the huge perks of social media yeah in my opinion that's the best thing about social media like you know not for a while but when we are able to travel again like if you're gonna go across europe you can be like all right fuck here's someone from belgium here's someone from germany here's you know and then like you got your whole trip booked and you haven't even met any of these guys before and yeah, yeah. absolutely it's it's um it's really cool and then you go over there and you meet them and it's even better and then you stay in contact like i went overseas a couple of years ago and i'm still like almost weekly talking to some of the people that i worked with over there um and i wouldn't have been like i wouldn't have been able to organize a guest spot anything like that if it weren't for social media like back in the day I used to write fucking letters to shops overseas and ask for a guest spot and i i don't know if i could do that yeah um, no, it's so cool. I think like the opportunities that the podcast is obviously, you know, from what I can see has created for you was just, just huge, man. Like, you know, to be, you know, like real good mates with people like Reese Gordon and, you know, like Leonie New and all, all these like sort of, you know, let's say famous tattoo artists or big name tattoo artists. I shouldn't say famous, like, cause they'd probably hate that, but <laughs> you know, but, but do, doing things like, um, like that stencils of Bob Wood, that, mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome. Like in, in my opinion, man, you're like at the forefront of the industry, like just, doing all sorts of stuff, man. And I think it's so cool. Um, you definitely, you know, downsell your ability as an artist, but I think your like your tattoos are as good, if not better than anyone's man. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm just loving it all, man. Sorry. I'm really uh, fan, fanboying here. Cause I'm like I, been following you for a while, obviously, you know, uh, I, I really appreciate that, man. I think, uh, what it is, is a lot of people sort of wait around for opportunities and very few people just sort of create their own opportunities. So when it comes to stuff like that, like, I met Reese years ago when I was maybe like a month into tattooing and I got to meet him because he worked with a guy that I used to work with in Wagga, you know? So Brian's like, Oh no, I'll tell Reese you come down. Uh, so I met with him and, and chatted and stuff like way before I sort of was doing anything really. And it's just about like making those, you know, networking and making those connections. And if you're in Sydney, you know, you drop in and you see them, even if it's for five minutes and stuff like that. Like I do that every time. And like, I would come to Melbourne and get tattooed. Like I got tattooed by Leone, like shortly after Man's Ruin first opened, you know, and stuff like that. And you just stay in contact with people, especially if you get along. Um, And then when it comes to, you know, whether it's the podcast or the book or anything like that, it's like, well, no one else is doing it. Putting it out there. It's like, it's the stuff that we want to consume. And there, there was a gap for it. Like when I was setting up the podcast initially, Andrew Stortz in America came out with a tattoo podcast. I'm like, Books closed. Yeah, books closed. And I'm like, fuck, like this guy's like, he's beaten me to it. Obviously he would have worked on it before I did, but I was like getting close to starting mine and his came out. 
And then I listened to it. I listened to a few episodes. And I'm like, oh, he's going a completely different angle to what I'm trying to go for. Sweet. Like, Bro, Reese like, Gordon with his, with his Instagram lives. I'm like, oh, fuck. There's like three people that like already overlap that we've recorded already. But like talking about the same shit too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, it's like fuck. Because we're sitting on like 10 episodes here. <laughs> Probably oh. out. But yeah, we've already done like a, like a bunch of them. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like saying the same shit. And like just... That's the thing, man. Like just jumping into it, like it's it's just taken me ages to sort of you know get the sponsors ready and you know get everything sorted, like and and then like in the meantime, there's Reese Gordon going like boom, 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 like <laughs> uh, but but again, they are pretty different to the sort of vibe we're doing, and you it's, know, it's, it's from a different, di- a different perspective as well. So different perspective, it's going to reach different people as well, and I feel like you know these podcasts or whatever that exist on whatever streaming platform it's going to end up on, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything like that, you know, it's sort of people will still come across it for a long time and people that don't necessarily, you know, follow the little Tokyo Instagram or watch the Instagram live. So I wouldn't really worry about it too much, but um, the the fact that you took your time in doing it and accumulating the sponsors and, and getting it, like just how we're doing it now, like via Zoom, I wouldn't, have known how to do this you know so you've obviously done the planning and the prep and all that sort of stuff which is going to lead to a, a better product i mean I've, I've seen people and i've like been a part of podcasts before that were just like going into it the mentality of i oh, will just have some beers and talk some shit and yeah it'll be good and it's like why are we recording this on an ipad like you know like and, and just sort of it, it has to have that planning and that preparation and all sorts of stuff so that when people listen to it, it, it comes across seamless and natural and, and organic and all that sort of stuff. But there's so much work and, and layers that have gone into it, which I can see that you have, like the, the emails we've had back and forth, the, the brief, the, all that sort of, this is a bit fucking uh, <laughs> behind the scenes, but nah, perfect, you know, it's, 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 it's all that sort of stuff ahead of time that leads to a better end result. So the fact that you've taken your time to do this, I think is only going to benefit you. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Oh, man, that's too nice. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, man. I appreciate that. It is It is something that I guess I've, I've just reached out to artists that I'm personally interested in. And t- to be pretty honest, like it, like I did see the same sort of gap that you saw, especially like, you know, there's, there's a few, you know, podcasts out there, Books Closed and, you know, Needle Depth and well, Unite and Win, a bunch of those sort of American ones. But there wasn't yep. really, besides your one, there wasn't a um, an Aussie one. Like showcasing Aussie artists, so I wanted to sort of yeah. get that going as well. Um, and to be pretty honest, like if you kept going, I don't think I would have done it because um, it's just for my own satisfaction, really. And I thought like <laughs> if there's if there's like you know if I'm wanting this sort of shit, I reckon there's got to be other people like apprentices out there and just other people that are generally interested in tattoos that that would be keen for this sort of thing, you know. So I want to know, man, is there going to be a season two or? There almost was at one point. Um, uh, there's not going to be, but oh. like when, when, when I, when I, when I did the first one, um, it was a lot of work and it like, there was, there was a sponsor, a killer merch sponsored it, but not in the form of money. It was in the form of, um, the guests that came on were given like a really sweet deal with their next order for printing merch and stuff like that. So it was a bit of an incentive for people to come on as well. Um, and then it also provides business for killer merch. Um, so it was sort of, 
uh, wasn't wasn't monetary. So I paid for every episode out of my own pocket just to be able to do it. And I I, I went through a few incarnations before deciding on the the final format. I got like, uh, you know, the microphone brand Rode. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I bought I bought like a, a Rode sort of lapel mics that you clip onto your shirt, and I was gonna like go to uh, people's shops or whatever, and then when the shop closes, sort of do the interview there, make, just make it easy for them and not having to travel and stuff. And then I just sort of like fucked around a bit at home and realized that I know absolutely nothing about the production side of things. I was like recording it onto my iPad through the microphones. Everything sounded shit, and I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I want it to be the best quality possible. Um, so I like tossed that aside. And then when I first moved to St. Kilda, I was still trying to find, uh, like where I could get this podcast done, looking up like podcast studios in Melbourne and stuff. And I was just drinking at the ESPY after it had been, it reopened after three years of renovations and they built a podcast studio in the ESPY, which is one of my favorite buildings in Melbourne. And then I just talked to them and they're like, yeah, it's not operational yet. I'm like, here's my number here's my details as soon as anything happens like let me know so we were sort of like the guinea pigs in that podcast studio when it like was operational and they provided you know uh, a sound engineer and all sorts of stuff that i didn't really have to do anything i i had to like do my research and and prep and do all the stuff with the guests but as, as, in terms of like the the finished product um luke the the audio engineer would just send me the finished file like that night with the music cut in everything just all all done and dusted um and that was great but it was like fucking expensive to do <laughs> so i i'm like i'm not going to do this again i had this other idea that i wanted to like pursue but it never ended up happening and then i i got a message from like a, a booze company a, a guy that's like a ambassador or rep or something for the booze company and he's like are you going to do a second season? And I'm like, nah. And they're like, what if we pay for it? And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do yes. it if someone else pays for it for sure. So I got kind of like excited by the idea because I really enjoyed doing it. And I felt like it took me 10 episodes to sort of build up the confidence in, in interviewing and talking on microphone and all that sort of stuff. So I was like, yeah, sick. And I, I messaged 10 guests um they organized dates everything it was like i i, I think i on. jumped the gun a bit yeah it was it was gonna happen and my plan was to record 10 episodes in secrecy and make them sign like a, a non-disclosure agreement that they wouldn't talk about having done it um and then i was just gonna put all 10 episodes up one night randomly on the streaming sites and anyone that was already subscribed would find it and then it would just sort of like permeate through like word of mouth that, oh, there's a second season that's just come out and not advertise it, anything like that. And I thought that would have been a really cool way to do it. Um, and then the, the guy got back to me. He's like, yeah, so my boss said we can only like pay you in product. And I'm like, the SB doesn't even stock that product. And like, that's not going to like pay for the booth or anything like, like that's no good to me thanks for wasting um, my time what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll pay so you an exposure <laughs> and i don't even like that product anyway so it was like um i, I chased up a few other booze companies i didn't want it i didn't want it to be like sponsored by like a tattoo brands or anything like that you know i i, I didn't want it to be 
appealing to just tattooers. And just like this podcast, it, it, it'll appeal to, you know, tattoo enthusiasts, but not just tattooers, you know? Yep. So it's like, oh, well, I want a, a product that appeals to everyone. Like, what's the point in sort of sponsoring it with, you know, some tattoo machine brand or, or something like that? So, yeah, it just never ended up happening. Um, and neither did the other thing that I, I'd planned on doing. But, I mean, like, work sort of took off a bit as a result of having done the first one. And then I was sort of like a bit grateful that I didn't keep doing it as well because tattooing is the thing that I love the most. And I, I didn't want to, you know, the, the podcasting to overtake the tattooing. Or compromise that in any way. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm glad that it stayed there and that it's just like a moment in time and it's just like these nine episodes that people can listen to at any time. Um, yeah, it was sweet. But yeah, I don't. I don't think I'll do another one. I'll just yeah, wait for enough. someone else to start a podcast and get me on. <laughs> oh man, that that that's so good to hear, man. Like, yeah, like to, to be honest, man, I'm I'm still listening to him. I'll chuck him on and like force clients to like listen. I'm like, oh, listen to this guy. He's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Especially when Forza. it's like, yeah, nah. It's like, oh, fuck, I got nothing in common with this guy. All right, hey, you into like tattoo podcast I'm like oh i don't know if i've really heard it yeah check this out it goes for like an hour <laughs> oh man yeah. I'm, I'm sorry through all your, all your you just got like a bunch of people to, to a bunch of like it. customers on the on the south coast that are like oh that fucking guy <laughs> <laughs> like, who, who are these people <laughs> no but um and so let, let's talk a little bit about the um the stencils of bob wood book how did that come about like what would the pro- what was the process of even getting the stencils like? So, um, Reese Gordon, who owns Little Tokyo, is also the man behind Australian Tattoo History on Instagram, um, which is like a super interesting page. And he's just a really avid collector of all things Australian Tattoo History. Between him and like Brett Stewart down in Geelong, they've probably got the biggest collections of Australian Tattoo History. Um, Reese's stuff is primarily Sydney-based tattooers, and a lot of a lot of um, uh, Brett's stuff is like Melbourne sort of based tattooers. But he's got international stuff too, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, Reese just—I don't know—I don't know how he um, came across them, whether like he bought them or or whether Bob left them to him. But he's got fuckloads of stencils, so everything in that book. Is only a portion of them, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm allowed to say. But eventually, we might do some more. I'm not too sure, but basically, it was. I was in lockdown. Um, I don't think Reese was. I think he like Sydney was back out of lockdown, and he's just like, "You want something to do?" And I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> and he's like, "I've got all these. We should make a book." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, I can I can put that together and stuff." And um, super cool to just sort of like pour through all the scans of these stencils and the best eagles and the best clipper ships and stuff and then um i was meant to write the forward to the thing and admittedly i didn't know enough about bob you know i was like super stoked on them but i didn't know enough about him and i knew that caleb harrower who works at tattoo rosie's in surrey hills um he's bob's number one fan you know a lot of caleb's stuff is based on bob wood designs and he uses the same sort of like color palette um has his own spin on it but they're all primarily inspired by bob wood designs 
And I'm like, he's the man that's got to write the little blurb in the front of the book. And he was more than happy to. And then it was just a, a matter of getting it made, um, which is something I haven't done. I haven't like made a book before. <laughs> so, you know, you get the first draft copy and you're like drawing all over it with Sharpie. I might have it. I think I might have the, the draft for it. Yeah, fucking A. Um, but it's just like I've scribbled all over it. But like, yeah, just, oh, we'll crop the top part of that picture and then like laminate or spot gloss. And, you know, I've just got like, this thing was off center. The, the writing on the spine was off center. So I've just got like notes all all over it. And then also like the pictures um, like were really blurry in this one. So it was like how I sent the, the printers, like the file, like I, I did something wrong. So this one was just a dud really. So we had to like go back and, and fix a whole bunch of like mistakes that we'd made to then print the whole run of them. Yeah, cool. And it was super successful. Like sold out like straight away. Hey. Yeah, it sold out really fast. Um, we weren't planning on doing a second run because we sort of both liked the idea of collector's items. Yeah. Um, so it immediately increases in value, you know, as opposed to a book that keeps getting produced and stuff. So we like the idea of having it and just like randomly putting it up one night. I think it might have been like Christmas Eve or something. The first lot of books went up. And they sold out immediately. And then there was heaps of people that were just really pissed with us <laughs> because they missed it. Um, and I think we only did a hundred copies or something of the book initially, I think. And then, yeah, so we're it, like, it was, it was a hundred. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do another run, maybe like another hundred or something because initially we didn't offer international shipping and stuff like that. So yeah, some, some people overseas like missed out and they felt a bit ripped off that we didn't <laughs> offer it overseas. So we did that a second time and it sold out super fast as well. So hopefully, you know, if we eventually do some more, then people will have an opportunity to get more. And then people that already have a copy might have an opportunity to have a set of them. Man, how cool is that, man? Like it, just to be, just to be part of that, you know, like that's again, sort of the next chapter, in my opinion, anyway, of Australian tattoo history, you know, you've got not the, not just the book but the podcast it's like it's that's part of australian tattoo history man that's just so cool and like to be you know taking it upon yourself to be doing that sort of stuff and be you know really carving your spot in tattoo history it's fucking awesome man i think that's just so cool <laughs> thanks man it, yeah it's it's literally just a matter of um you know creating the the content that you want to consume ultimately you know it's like man yeah. There's so, there's so many books on like American tattooers and English tattooers and Danish tattooers and stuff from like a century ago. There's no like Australian tattoo books. There's a Ricky Luda book, which is good. And then there's the uh, Johnny Dollar book made by like uh, Jane Laver and Danny Young. That's like unreal. And that's it. Like there's no other Australian tattoo books. So, you know, Bob was so prolific in like his work and, and in everything that he did within Sydney. And there was nothing to document it. It's just a matter of like um, accumulating enough stuff to put the book together. But there's so much stuff out there. You know, there's so many stencils and, and so many like flash sheets and all sorts of stuff. Like you could make a book, you could make like not even a picture book, like a memoir on like Sleeve Masters in the cross, you know, yep. a book of like just everything that went down in that shop. Yeah. Um, and people would read the fuck out of that book. Yeah, well, it's funny. So I think it's like maybe next week or the week after I've got Reese Mobs coming in. 
um, yep. from Sleeve Masters. I got this really cool uh, wall hang off him. You know, I don't know if yep. you've been following what he's doing, how he's, um, you know, making those like plywood wall hangs. I haven't seen them, no. Okay. Well, anyway, everyone, check him out. Reese Mobs on Instagram. Um, But yeah, like they're fucking awesome. And I bought one off him. Like, hey man, like bit of a long shot, but you want to come and have a chat about that Sleeve Masters is where I got my first tattoo. And like, he's like, oh dude, yeah, he's like, if it's if it's not censored, then like, I'll fucking talk for hours. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, he can talk. Reese can definitely talk. That that'll be like an extra long podcast, I reckon. He'd have Man. so many stories from that shop. But what what was the tattoo you got at Sleeve Masters? Oh, so it's from a dude called Luke, and it was my very first one. I don't know if you can see that in the light. It's a spade, a little ace, a spade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Frogs Fuck tattoo yeah. or frog? Oh, uh, yeah. I assume that's his Instagram anyway, but yeah, I was like this little little Chinese nerd that just turned 18. And I'm like, oh, I was hammered in the cross, like first night out pretty much and woke up with, like, yep. I literally, I literally don't remember getting it. And I was like that. So, <laughs> and like, I've been thinking so much, do I cover it? Do I cover it? I'm like, nah, nah, it's staying. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Work around it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, man, so just quickly, like before we, you know, won't go too much longer, but in terms of sort of the transition from, uh, you know, small town to somewhere like Melbourne, what what was that like for you? I mean, obviously you had to sort of build up your clientele again, you know, it's not close enough for, for people really to to, to go there. From... Yeah, it, it was strange. It was sort of like when I worked in Wagga, like the shop was insanely busy all the time, booked out for months. Um, like even Kyle, like as an apprentice booked out for months, like it's, it's unheard of that an apprentice is booked out for that long, but it, it's just such a high demand for tattoos in that, in that town. Um, cause there's so many smaller towns around it that don't have tattoo shops and Wagga's the, the biggest center for them. So they all go there. Um, but I was going to Melbourne every couple of months, every few months, uh, before I moved here doing guest spot for like a week at a time. Uh, and I was like, this is good. And then, you know, if there were flash days down here, I'd come and do like a flash day at someone's shop or whatever, thinking that's a really good way to make new customers, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I moved down and it was okay. It was, it was better than I expected straight away. And the podcast really helped. Um, but I wasn't prepared for like a Melbourne winter, how the, the city just turns to a ghost town in winter. No one had told me that before I moved here and it scared the fuck out of me. Absolutely scared me. And I was like, I had a super quiet week, almost nothing booked in for the whole week. And I had one guy booked in on Saturday who was a Wagga customer booked in for a day session and he didn't turn up. Oh. And I was like relying on that day session. And I just like got on the phone with Dan and I'm like, Dan, can I come back and work for a week? Mm. Like, I was just like, uh, Melbourne's fucked in winter. He's like, yeah, of course, like come back whenever. So I went back and I really saved my bacon. But um, yeah, I wasn't prepared for, for stuff like that. I didn't really consider tattoo to be kind of like seasonal. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I, I can relate to that pretty pretty closely because I'm from a place called Batemans Bay, which is like four hours south from Sydney. Um, Wait, I whenever, from... whenever I used to drive through Batemans Bay, I'd always call it Jason Batemans Bay and then uh, Murrum Jason Bateman. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny my the, the owner of my boss is is called uh, the owner of my shop's called jason perfect um <laughs> um 
but yeah, like it's one of those places where there's, you know, there's fuckhole shops around. So people will travel from like, I think there's only like maybe one shop between us and sort of like Victoria, you know, so, wow. so it's normal. Yeah, it's normal for people to be driving two, three, four hours to, to come to this shop. And I, I wasn't used to that coming from Sydney. Like, you know, it was, it was the opposite for me because like, you know, I guess, you know, you'd kind of assume that, oh, you know, cities are going to be real busy. You know, you're going to get more business in the city, but it's, it's like, no, nah, it's not like that. There's so many shops and there's so much more competition, I guess, in the cities, um, mm. you know, that, you know, you, you're sort of, well, for me anyway, I was like scrounging for work, you know, I'm like, fuck, how many appointments do I have this week, next week, next week? Here, man, I'm booked out for like three months. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like w with COVID, because we were closed for that three month period, it's just like created another backlog again. And yep. I'm just chasing my tail, like in a, in a good way, I guess. So, yeah, it's so good. And, and also I find like, smaller centers you know like batman's bay or wagga people have this sort of mentality where it's like this is my shop this is my tattoo this is how i go to it's almost like getting your hair cut you know you go to the same barber every time or whatever because you've just got that rapport that trust they know what you like you go there they they just do it you know and smaller places are like that but when you've got places like sydney or melbourne that are so saturated with so many tattooers it's sort of you know there's that appeal to collect and you know get a tattoo at this shop get one off this shop all that sort of stuff so it's you don't necessarily have the same loyalty that you have in like smaller places like Bayman's or, or Wagga. absolutely and you know you, you're getting these messages like oh how, how much for this thing but they're sending that to like five different shops and it's kind of just <laughs> yeah. like the lowest price wins <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was it's uh it was a big wake-up call moving here and uh just knowing how many epic tattooers were here it was sort of in my mind well like a lot of people told me to not move here um and i didn't listen and i'm glad i didn't listen because in my mind i was sort of like oh but if i can make it in melbourne then i'm you know i'm doing something right you know i i, I could just stay where i am and be comfortable and you know all that sort of stuff but it's like i, I feel like i need to i i always feel like i'm gonna improve or get better when i'm uncomfortable um and and melbourne was that discomfort that i really needed at that time and yeah. still need <laughs> yeah for sure yeah no that that's so cool man like fuck i'm again i'm spinning out that we're even having a chat man like this is just <laughs> fucking awesome Hear, hearing your story and and all that sort of stuff um i won't keep you for too much longer man we've we've had a, oh, that's cool a pretty good chat man and um before we do go um, do you want to just plug your Instagram and, you know, how, how do people book in with you? What's the, what's the process there? Yeah. Uh, Instagram is at, do you say at? I don't know if you do. I, I think know. that's it. That's a given. Uh, MJ, MJ Forrest. It's got two R's in it. Uh, so MJ Forrest with an underscore at the end. And then uh, to book in, uh, it's just bookings.mjforrest at gmail.com. Man, thank you so much like just just stoked to have had you man and again really appreciate your time um thank you for having me on this was this was really fun i was like a, a little bit nervous it's it's nerve-wracking when you're on the on the receding end and you're not driving you know you're not driving the ship so uh thank you this was uh, this was really fun it was really nice to meet you man awesome man yeah likewise